What's up, guys, and welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And we are going to dive in today on a nutrition concept. But first, if you've been following along, you're enjoying what we're doing, um, just leave us a review if you can. Share it with your friends. Helps us out a lot and allows us to spread the word. And we're going to do a lot of cool things on here like we were talking about. We're going to do some nutrition stuff, health stuff, overall, business, some family. Um, but basically, kind of giving a more ground level view of how to take whatever you're trying to focus on and bring that to the next level. So we're not, you know, a billion dollar corporation. We haven't hit it big yet. We're doing very well. Obviously, we've been doing this for a while. We've grown every year and, you know, we're, we're making good money doing this. And obviously on the health side of things, we've been doing this for a long time as well. So it's a different perspective. I feel like a lot of the content that's out there is guys who've already made it and then they're trying to scale things back down to walk you through that journey. But our perspective is one that we're taking you with us along the way. And if there's some cool things you can apply to whatever it is that you're doing, that's kind of what this is all about. And that's including the health and fitness and training side too. You know, we've, we've gone through a lot of it and we're still sort of working out what fits in our life right now. And as you know, this is a kind of interesting season for us if you've listened to the last episode or the last two. Um, so we really just want this to be something where you can have little nuggets and take away wisdom and pieces that really impact your life. So a few different places you can catch all this this content. So we actually shifted one of the YouTube channels that we weren't using. So that's now here to evolve. We just named it after the podcast. That's going to be you know similar content that we talked about here lifestyle stuff, health stuff, business stuff. Um, we're on Instagram. I'm at Josh Skutnik. She's Alessandra Skutnik. We've got the Here to Evolve page, which really is just more lifestyle stuff on Instagram. SD Evolution is our uh, health and coaching business. Fit Coach Pro is our coach to coach business. We have a lot of different things going on. A lot on. of different things going on. We're trying to organize it the best that we can now. So putting it all in a bunch of different places. If you are watching along on YouTube, we added some really cool lights to the squat rack and I'm dressed up like a green bean. So <laughs> we'll kind of dive in here. Um, today's biggest theme is kind of something that's been bugging me a little bit as you go through the industry. There's some good things happening. So a lot of the, the go-to guys are calling out the bullshit and the nonsense, but it's being oversimplified on the other side. So we talk a lot about simple isn't sexy. When you say something crazy, that's what's sexy, that's what gets views, that's what gets likes. So now on the other side of things, people are, are taking that in direct contrast. So they, they go out to this with a good objective to you know diffuse all the nonsense, oh, you can't have sugar, this and that. But at the same time, they almost oversimplify it like, hey, you can lose weight and do all this stuff eating nothing but sugar, which in itself is true, but you're going to be feeling like shit. And some people who are following along with that are taking these things literally. So nutrition is not as simple as calories in versus calories out. Obviously, that's how you know weight gain and weight loss occur, but there's so much more that goes into that. So again, it loses that edge and we're trying, trying to de-simplify it. But to me, when they make those statements, they're living off those statements and they're actually irrelevant when they're trying to apply these that we're talking about. I think this also ties into humans just in general having that all or nothing mindset. Like it's very um, polarized. Your thinking is very polarized. And that is a big thing we see, obviously, in the health and wellness space is you either are on one side of the spectrum or you're on the complete opposite side. And very few people are sort of in that middle ground. But that's really where all the magic happens, because that's where you figure out you know, what can I take from this side to fit my life, but also what can I learn from the other side? And I guess that really relates to the entire world right now. I wish more people would be like that, but 
specifically fitness. Yeah. I mean, we've literally said this, I think on one of my rants, it was, you know, we're all living on one side or the other. So we do need to live in the middle because that's where reality is. So kind of getting back to it, the basics of altering body weight are in fact built on calories in versus calories out. If you're consuming more calories than you're burning, you're going to gain weight. If you're burning more calories than you're consuming, you're going to lose weight. But health goes so much deeper than that. Food quality is really going to make or break your health. And people aren't talking about those things. So, oh, you know what? I'm going to cut out sugar entirely. I'm not going to touch it for 30 days. When you come off of that, you're going to be craving sugar 99% of the time. And you're going to go back to your old habits, revert, and go back to where you just started from. On the other side of things, I go, I can, I can eat bagels and donuts and you know Pop-Tarts, and that's my entire diet. Yeah, you can lose weight doing that. You can gain weight doing that, but you're going to feel like dog shit. So what's not being talked about is that balance. Going back to the basics, the 80-20 rule you've heard for years and years and years, your diet needs to be built on whole foods. Your diet needs, you need nutrients or you're going to feel like garbage. Something that is kind of coming out now, and it's, it's really cool to see this is actually becoming more mainstream, is the benefits of fiber. So this isn't just for digestion. Fiber is all about fueling your microbiota. We have more microbiota, the individual um, bacteria within our gut. We have more of those than we have human cells in our entire body. And we're just starting to scrape the surface of how important our diet is in fueling those. So to give you the rundown, real quick rundown, we're not gonna dive into that too much on this episode, but fiber is a prebiotic. Basically each individual source, so every different source of fiber that you consume feeds a different species of microbiota. And what that's doing is applying a different benefit towards your health. Just throw a couple off energy, sleep, hormones. Every single species does a different thing within your body. So when you're eating the same things every day, even if they're good foods, if you're eating the same 10 fruits and vegetables every single week, yeah, that's a great start. But without that diversity, those other species of microbiota are actually starving and dying off. So they're no longer providing those benefits to your body. So what we focus on with our clients, we talk a lot about fiber. I'm a fiber Nazi. You can ask all my clients the same deal. I'm always harping on that if they fall below a minimum threshold. But fiber intake and fiber diversity, making sure that we're getting everything out of this that we can, making sure everything with their overall health is thriving. So that's something where you don't want to get too complacent. Go to the grocery store, walk through the produce aisle, close your eyes and just grab things, grab different fruits and veggies. If you haven't had something in a while, throw it in the cart and you're going to notice a benefit over the course of time. Yeah, this is something like Josh said, we focus on a lot with our clients. And if you're a client listening right now, you're probably like, well, yeah, I, I track my fiber every every day, every week. It's something I didn't really pay attention to before. But in paying attention to it now, it really just helps everything, even from a fat loss perspective, too, because, you know, you're more satiated, you feel better, you're able to adhere to the program and the diet Energy's better. higher, you're moving more naturally. Everything just improves. Um, but I think it would be interesting to kind of walk them through what our personal nutrition journeys have looked like, how this has played a role. Um, you know, were we ever extreme? How did this look for you? You can go ahead and start. Way back when I was always the skinny kid. I think I'm still the skinny kid, but it's a little less ridiculous. Um, but I would just eat to eat. So going back seventh, eighth grade, you know, football coach would just say, oh, you know what? After every meal, have another peanut butter sandwich. Just throw down another peanut butter sandwich. So we're not taught to look for fruits and vegetables. Obviously, our parents want to force those on us. But for me, it was all about taking in calories. So I wasn't eating good things. I was eating a bunch of, of calorie-dense foods, so sugar, candy, peanut butter sandwiches, stuff like that. Um, not drinking a ton of water. So my skin was actually terrible growing up. I had the worst acne you've ever seen. And that was entirely related to my health. And that never shifted 
until I naturally got more into the health and fitness field and was doing other things to to make myself feel better and stuff like that. My skin improved, you know, just from eating healthy foods and, and drinking more water. So way back when it was just eating to eat and get as much food in as I possibly could. As I started shifting, um, I guess, essentially into the, the bro, the bro splits, the bro bodybuilder lifestyle, it became very basic. So it was chicken and rice, occasionally some broccoli if I felt like eating some raw broccoli that day. But I think honestly, 50, 60% of my meals was chicken and broccoli all day from the time I hit 10th grade until I was till 21, till I met you. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. So that was, that was that shift. And then as all this stuff was happening, I'm obviously pumping in a ton of supplements. Um, in the middle of, of that time period I just gave, I was drinking a ton. So that's a whole other podcast we've already talked about. So when you're eating chicken, rice, broccoli for what, three meals a day? Three or four, yeah. Three or four meals eating, a day. I was eating six to eight times a day, so it was at least three to four. You know, what would you say to someone who asked, "Is that was that boring to you? What was your thought process and where was your mindset at that phase? Yeah, it wasn't, like, it was boring, but it wasn't because I was just eating to eat. I didn't, that was my, my You didn't quote. enjoy your food. No, I didn't, I didn't enjoy food. It was eat to live, don't live to eat. That was my motto. I would drink egg whites. I would eat plain chicken breast plain rice. I felt like crap. I was just bloated after every meal. I didn't look forward to it. It was a chore and it was so much food. Like I was consuming at my peak, like 5,000 calories a day. This was at 200 and just under 230 pounds. Um, so no, that was the mindset is you're doing this to gain weight. You're not doing this to enjoy it. You're just, that's food what it is. is. Fuel. It's a fuel. It's fuel to grow. And it really was ass backwards because I wasn't fueling myself the right way. I was just consuming calories, empty calories, feeling like I say empty. They're clean, but they're still empty. There's no nutrients in that. Very minimal nutrients, I'll say. Um, and I was just I was doing that day after day. So it wasn't until that all kind of hit the fan with my health. And again, this is another thing we were talking about before is uh, Barrett's esophagus, my whole journey with that. We can kind of dive back in um, on a different episode, but... Long story short, my health was not great. I was on the couch every single day, feeling like I was having a heart attack for about two years. So just not fun. And that all started with my diet, with drinking. I had to stop drinking, so that was a big part of it. The you know non-regulated supplements, just pure filler bullshit, just destroying my insides and then consuming no nu- nutrients along with that. So felt like crap. My body was deteriorating. I was literally killing myself. Barrett's esophagus essentially turns into um, esophageal cancer over time, which is very high mortality rate. So as I'm going through all this, asking the doctors, okay, now what can I do to get better? They're telling me, well, you can't get better. All we have to do is hope that you don't get worse. We'll put you on medication. It is what it is. And this is where I went from the aesthetic side of health and fitness into the complete opposite, not opposite, but much more well-rounded approach where I'm like, how do I feel better? How do I heal myself? How do I let my body do the things it's supposed to do on its own? So I started learning all about fiber. I started learning about nutrient diversity and you know, shifting my focus. I was still taking supplements, but there are different types of supplements. It was more overall health, vitamins coming from more natural resources, working with a naturopath, trying to get my body back to where it should have been naturally. Um, so then I, I got really interested in that stuff. So it was a lot about healing my, my esophagus essentially, but I learned so much about overall health. And that's where I've kind of taken this into the coaching aspect is like, listen, I've done all this stuff. I've gained all the weight. I've lost all the weight. I was never fat. I was super fluffy at two thirty, <laughs> Um, and, but I actually went through a 50 pound weight loss and I had no intentions of losing 50 pounds. I plan on losing 15, 20 pounds. I caught all the way down to 177. So I've gone up, 
I've gone down and I've learned how to reprogram my body and reprogram my nutrition, reprogram my mindset to do things the right way. And now at 30 years old, raising a kid and two fur babies and all the other craziness we have going on in our lives, I feel great. I'm not perfect yet, but this is the best I've felt in 10 years probably. And we're the busiest and like... No doubt. I mean, we if you were still eating the way that you were eating before and we were in this phase of life... I have no doubt I wouldn't still be here. Did I say that right? I would, I would not still be. I used to joke with my parents at 21 years old, I'm going to be lucky to make it to 25. That is how bad that I felt every single day. So no, I it wouldn't look the same because I literally would not be here. Yeah, it's crazy to hear your story again, obviously, even though I know it. Um, and, you know, I entered it, I would say, at the bro diet, the end of the bro diet phase, because then we started- Post-alcohol and, and bro diet. And then we started our business. So we really, you know, dove headfirst into macros a little bit more. And I would say even, I'll go through my mine next, but even in the early stages of, flexible dieting and more so when it was IIFYM, if it fits your macros, you know, we went from eating all those clean foods, because I did that with you for a little bit, to, you know, tracking our macros and just seeing what we could fit into our macros, I would say. Um, So it was more of the Pop-Tarts and things like that. Um, Still not focusing on nutrients, hitting our macros. We looked really great, but we still didn't feel our best. So Um, this goes right back to what we were just talking about. It's one end of the spectrum or the other, and we were on both of those spectrums. And now we've settled in the middle where we want to guide all of our clients to. Yeah, and I I went through a very similar um, outline there. I would say I had five different stages of dieting myself. So, you know, as a kid growing up, I didn't really pay attention much to nutrition. You know, we were taught the basics. My mom is into health and wellness, um, but we still ate McDonald's. Like we didn't, I was mostly a carb person. I ate carbs all the time through high school. I would have bagels, pasta. I would live off of just white carbs. (laughs) And then I got to college and the drinking started and, you know, I started to pay a little bit more attention to nutrition, but in the wrong ways. So I was trying to do the clean eating thing during the week, running 60 miles a week. I was like in the marathon running stage and teaching fitness classes on top of that. And then on the weekends, I would binge drink and just eat whatever because I was deprived of everything else during the week that I was restricting. Um, So that did not last long. And I would say, you know, then I went into the whole bodybuilding phase, which it continued with the clean eating. Um, I just sustained it much better because I had the goal of doing a fitness competition. So there wasn't really the binging on the weekends. I would have cheat days once in a while, but it was mostly clean eating. Like I remember I went out in a snowstorm. I was living here. My dad was like, you're nuts. It's a blizzard. And I went out to get potatoes because they were on my meal plan and we were out of potatoes so you know when you live in such a restricted mindset like that you feel like you're stuck and you feel like you have no other options and it doesn't feel good even though you think you're doing the right thing and you're eating clean you're just you're still stuck so when I moved out to San Diego I met you we did we continued the clean eating and the epic cheat meals on weekends for a little bit um, and then remember that 50 50 burger place. <laughs> I was just going to say that I have a picture. Maybe I'll throw it up on the video version here. Burgers, half bacon, half, I guess bacon is still, I don't know. It, these burgers were literally the size of our heads and we would just, because we restricted so much during the week, we would go out and stuff our faces with that. And then, mm-hmm. so you were about to throw and up. then go get ice cream and stuff our faces. I remember laying like face down on our broken mattress at the time. 
my stomach hurt so bad because it was just like, what are you doing to, to your body? So, you know, then we found flexible dieting. I think we, I started following Lane Norton and, you know, we really just started to figure out what macros were and all of that. And like I said before, we sort of just went head first into, okay, what can I fit into my macros today? That's like the most random epic thing. Like I would make like desserts and I put that in quotes of like protein pudding with like pop tarts and like Oreos and like all these things on it. And it was like, what is the purpose of that? Like, yeah, it fits your macros. Yeah. You, you can lose weight on this and look great. But like Josh said before, I still did not feel my best energy was very was fluctuating a lot. Um, you know, I think that looking back, I likely would have been a lot stronger in powerlifting if I went into it in a place that I'm in now. And eventually we figured out nutrients make a big difference in how you feel. And then it kind of shifted to where I am today. And that's, you know, way more balanced on both sides. Sometimes I am in phases where I track macros more diligently, but even then I'm, I'm looking at each meal and I'm thinking to myself, what can I eat in this meal that is going to make me feel my best that helps me reach the goals that I have right now and that is appetizing and those are the three things that I kind of focus on so usually that means it has balance right it has protein a carb source fat and fiber those are the four main things I'm looking for and then I try to figure out different ways to add in you know different fruits and vegetables or to switch it up a little bit but that's sort of my process yeah it's it goes back to this whole thing it's like if you aren't prioritizing whole foods at most if not every meal you're really missing the point and if you want to have all these goals and do all these things and make all these transformations this is going to take you to the next level so you don't need a single supplement. You can take them. It's the last, you know, three to five percent to get you over the top. But what's going to do so much more than that, and also complement you know, your macros so much better, is prioritizing nutrients. So going back to the fiber thing, one of the books I read, "Eat Yourself Healthy" by Dr. Megan Rossi. If you haven't read that, I highly recommend it. It's a, it's a game changing book. It'll change your life. It'll change how you feel. Um, but she talks about fiber as or your microbiota essentially as like a dinner guest. So when you're going to plan out all your meals, just like you talked about, looking for a, a nice protein, carb, fat source, fiber, whatever you want to make, you know, obviously you're still prioritizing the whole foods, but treat your microbiota as a dinner guest, essentially have something for them at every single meal. So, you know, find a fruit, find a veggie, some type of plant source to feed them at every single meal. And regardless of what the rest of your meal looks like, some are gonna go a lot better than others if you're eating out, if you're on a trip, whatever you're doing. If you still follow that basic principle, bring something for your microbiota, consume some type of fiber, some type of whole food, just doing that is gonna completely change the game. You're gonna feel better, you're going to look better, you're gonna notice a difference in your energy and your performance. And that's not cutting anything out. Do whatever you want, you know, going back to an extreme, it would still work this way. Have have your pop tarts and protein shake and call that a meal and have a salad with that. Have some carrots with that. Have some whatever with that. Obviously, that's not what I'm preaching for you to do. But even in that extreme instance, you're still going to notice a difference by implementing some type of fiber source at every single meal. Game changing. Yeah. And a lot of people are listening to this right now. I'm sure you're like, well, I'm a little bit overwhelmed. I, I don't even know where to start with that. So that this is one of the reasons why we find teaching our clients how to track macros really valuable because it educates you on proper nutrition. So if you're someone out there listening and you're like, well, I don't even know what to implement for fiber. Or I don't even know different protein sources or I'm just super overwhelmed and I need a meal plan. Um, this is why 
we track macros and this is why we have our clients do it because it's a learning experience and it really just shows you what your body needs but it also can guide you in the scenario like this where you know if you're planning a meal and if you want to come up with something you have that inner knowledge and that wisdom to come up with it it's not something that you're just going to like know automatically it's a it's an experience and it's a learned process um, but a lot of people tend to be against macros and this is one of the reason why we're not we're for them because we use them as a tool to educate period it's one piece that we measure so we'll kind of dive into what our check-in actually looks like and all the things that we are measuring but that's a huge huge concept is just being familiar with what you're consuming so in general most of the population consumes less than 20 grams of fiber per day which is disgustingly low like that's almost zero whole foods like there's it's almost entirely processed garbage so that's actually our, our minimum. So most of the country isn't even meet, meeting 20 grams. We set that as our minimum daily intake with our clients and we I harp on them. If they're missing that for one day, I'm on top of them because even 20 grams is too low. 25 grams is okay, um, but really, I mean, there are countries in the world that are consuming over 100 grams of fiber a day. When I'm at my best, I'm 50 to 70 grams of fiber every single day. But honestly, anything north of 25, especially if, you're, if you measure it now and you're under 20, you're going to notice a difference. Um, big thing with that, if you are following along and you are going to start implementing this stuff right away, low and slow. You want to yes. increase this low and slow. So if you go from 15 grams of fiber to 40 in a day, you're going to feel terrible. Yes. <laughs> as you consume extra fiber until your microbiota get used to that, they actually produce a ton of gas as you're consuming that extra, that excess uh, fiber. So figure out where you're at right now. Plan to average. I'm going to say this in a more clear way. Increase your daily average each week by five grams of fiber. Mm -hmm. So if on average right now you're consuming 15 grams of fiber each day, aim for 20. So average 20 grams of fiber per day for the week, then get to 25 and slowly climb that ladder like that. You don't want to go from zero to 100 in this. You're going to feel like garbage and then you're not going to do it. So just kind of aim, plan your day out, aim for that extra five grams per day. Um, on that average. So that's what you want to look for in that regard. We want to tackle the what our check-ins look like. Yeah. So with our clients, our one-on-one -on -one clients for nutrition, we, like I said, we have them track macros, most of them, um, at least to start. You know, it's not something that we want them to do forever, but it's something that again, we use as a tool to educate them. And most of our clients have specific goals of fat loss or muscle gain. So tracking your macros is the most efficient route in getting to those goals. And once you reach your goal or once you get to a place where you're happy, we help you transition to what we call a more mindful approach to eating. And, um, you know, as a little side note there, I think that having a coach to get to your main goal is really valuable but a lot of people once they reach their goal or once once they you know lose the fat or gain the muscle or they feel like they're in a good place um they stop working with their coach and then it's like they don't know what to do and then they sort of go back into old habits or you know they just start to eat more they don't have a plan and that's where you kind of experience that yo-yo so it we are i want to jump in we are very strategic in how we we do our coaching so it's not just you know, I say this right on our call. We don't just dish numbers out and say, good luck, talk to you next week. Everything we do is an explanation. So even if we're not changing anything, hey, here's what I saw. This is the reason we're keeping your numbers the same. Mm -hmm. Here's what I saw. We're increasing numbers, decreasing numbers. You're struggling in this area. So everything we do is a teaching process throughout the actual process. So in each individual, whether you have questions or not, we're explaining that. Our coaches are explaining that. That's what we pride ourselves on. But if we know the bigger picture and we always tell you, hey, if it's going to be X amount of time, let us know so we can make sure you're offboarded properly. 
talking about offboarding or making sure you understand what that long-term plan looks like. So you go through a weight loss, you go a uh, fat loss goal, you go through a, a lean bulk, whatever it is, we want to make sure you understand how to get back to maintenance. And then if you are coming off a cut, how to do a reverse diet, if you're not staying with us, typically they'll ra rotate through a bunch of different phases with us, whether it's a, a cut, reverse diet, bulk, going through a bunch. We have clients we've had for years. So mm -hmm. most of them stay with us long-term. If they aren't with us long-term, we want to make sure they understand what that bigger picture looks like. So again, we're not going back to that yo-yo. Here's where we are. Here's what we just did. Here's what you would continue doing on your own to maintain this or take this into the next phase. Right. So we focus on macros. Um, we also have them track things like water, obviously fiber, um, you know, how much cardio they're doing every week, how many steps they hit per day. Let's not, let's not glance. Let's dive into this. So let's go through the whole daily check-in process right. that we're looking for. So I'm going to try to remember the entire chart in my head. So we track weight every single day. If they're comfortable, if they're not obsessing over that, the point of that isn't so we can see, oh, you gained 0.2 pounds, you lost 0.4 pounds. It's for the weekly average. I don't give a shit what your numbers did on a day-to-day -day type of deal. Um, I don't care if you gained two pounds after the weekend. What I want to see is that weekly average. We're looking at longer term trends right off the bat. We're evaluating the previous three weeks, but we also have an export to view the longer term data. So what have you been doing over the last 12 weeks, the past year? What does that cycle look like for you? And with weight, if it is somebody who's struggling with seeing that number or doesn't really know how to assess that number, we also refer to biofeedback in your weight and we kind of show you why it's trending up or down and we sort of figure out you know the the cause of if it is fluctuating a lot so that in itself is a learning process with us let's let's jump through and come back to that so going across the line you're tracking calories protein carbs fat um, again we want to see what you're doing on a daily basis there we want you within the ballpark, but again, it kind of goes back to that weekly average. So we'll start there. Weekly average is close. Things went well. If we see some crazy extremes, we're going to make sure we're talking about consistency and planning ahead. And if you have events coming up, what to do for that. Um, so that's going to show us what's going on there. And we've got fiber. Again, we just hit on why that's so important and why we're tracking that. Next over, we have sodium levels. So biggest thing here, there's, there's some more wiggle room. I try to keep them around 2,300 or less per day milligrams, but if they're healthy, if things aren't, you know, if they're not concerned about certain things, we don't get crazy if they're up to 25 or anything like that. If they get too high, obviously we need to monitor that, make sure heart health is in a good place. Um, so we're, we're watching things to make sure they're staying in the right area. But again, this goes back to tracking daily weight. We can see direct correlations between sleep, stress, soreness, hunger levels, sodium levels. If there's a random fluctuation that are not, that is not explained by, you know, successive days in calories and macros and carbs, we can see, okay, well, stress is up. Sleep was off. Sodium spiked that day. Did you eat out? Did you have a new meal? Whatever the deal is. So there's always an explanation and it creates a better mindset towards your weight. So it's not, oh my God, I gained three pounds. I gained four pounds, whatever. You can see I didn't actually gain four pounds. This is water weight. Something else happened. My calories are in line. This is going to settle back in and boom, like clockwork at the next check-in, I can see all those days consecutively. This is exactly what we said was going to happen. That's what we thought. This is why we keep a level head and continue to stay on plan. We don't freak out and drop calories because of something silly. Right. Biofeedback really is valuable in so many ways for us as coaches, but also for you to really just understand your body better and understand your fluctuations. It's going to be a little bit different for every single person. So this is why we have our clients track all of these things, which can sound like a lot 
initially. The way we have our check-in process set up makes it a little bit easier for them to sort of rate these things and reflect on them at the end of each day. Um, you know, but continuing to go down the columns after sodium, we have them track water, which also makes a big impact. Alcohol is a new thing we added this year, um, you know, just to kind of keep tabs on how much our clients are drinking. And it's not that, you know, just because we don't alcohol shame. It's no. just something else we need to take into account. Right. And a lot of people think, oh, well, they don't drink, so they probably don't want their clients to drink. But it's not something that we're going to tell you to do or not to do. Um, if it becomes something that's holding you back from your goals, we're going to have a conversation about it and maybe sort of help you, um, you know, just manage that a little bit better and there's a couple different ways it's one might just be managing realistic expectations so if you feel good and, and things are fine but you're upset you're not losing weight well you're drinking too much it's that's on you and that's fine if you're not upset about it you're going to go through this phase we'll get back on track and, and all is well if this becomes an issue or if you're using this to cope or if you don't really want to drink we get this a lot i don't want to drink but everyone else is drinking you know, we go out, that's what we're doing. We talk about focusing on who you are, who you're with, what you're doing, where you are, that setting rather than using alcohol and food as the main source of your entertainment. So a lot of different things that we're taking into account. It's not, you can't drink. It's what's happening. Why are you drinking? Are you okay with what you're seeing while you're drinking? Yeah. A lot, a lot of, uh, responses to me and I'm sure you Josh about alcohol so we will dive into that in another episode we obviously have one about it but more so in the way that it can help you um, so stay tuned for that but continuing down what we have our clients track we have them look at caffeine intake cardio daily steps if they track those just to sort of see you know their daily activity levels a lot of people don't realize how much your daily activity impacts your goals especially when it comes to fat loss especially when we're talking about okay we'll keep your, ca your calories as high as possible for as long as possible or some people are reverse dieting and they don't realize or they don't understand why they're losing weight initially that can just be a natural effect where you're moving more as you feel better. Energy is higher. You're going on walks. You're just active throughout the day. You're not a sedentary. All these things have positive impacts. Again, we want to set a minimum here. You don't want to be sedentary. So typically 7,000 steps a day is like the golden spot. There's not a ton of benefits that happen afterwards. Um, and it kind of declines significantly below 7,000 steps per day as far as cognitive, cognitive function, overall health, and just, you know, continuing to thrive. Again, not going to dive too deep into that stuff, but that's why we measure these things. Caffeine is grossly overconsumed. So this is something where if you're having a pre-workout, there's probably at least 300, I won't say at least, but most are around 350 milligrams. If you're milligrams. taking a full scoop. And then if you're having coffee throughout the day and X, Y, and Z. 400 milligrams per day is a generally recommended threshold as safe for adults. That doesn't take into account your actual size. It's typically much lower for most people. And when you say maximum daily safe intake, that's still not a number you want to consume every single day. So I have them scale that way back. Typically two <clears throat> cups of coffee is where I want my clients, my clients capped because once you go above that threshold, you're, you're kind of, it's a double negative where the, the tolerance is built up on caffeine and you're also burning out your adrenals. So energy is just naturally lower exhausted. all day and you need it just to get back to normal. Like just to reach below, slightly below normal energy levels, you need to overconsume caffeine at that point. So by scaling that back, you're letting your body go back to doing its thing. The next thing we're looking, <clears throat> excuse me, the next thing we're looking at here is sleep too. And obviously caffeine 
impacts your sleep. Um, so, you know, in clients who are over consuming caffeine, we find that their sleep quality is either really poor. Yes, or, we track quantity and quality. Or they're just not getting enough sleep. Um, and then we go down the line to things like soreness, energy levels like Josh mentioned, hunger levels, stress levels, mindful minutes. Why don't we talk about mindful minutes a little bit? We're all about mindset and that's something I'm actually, we have a meeting in 35 minutes with our coaches. We want to build in something in the mindset department. So this is something we do naturally throughout each check in any way. It's more um, indirect work, but I want to set some specific work up. So we're going to brainstorm a way to do that with our, with our clients. So mindset slash life coaching, basically that's where you're making or breaking your entire process. If your mindset's in the wrong place, you're not going to enjoy it or you're not going to be successful. There's a lot of different variables that come into play after mindset. So this is something that I have taken and run because it's, it's changed my life as far as meditation, being more active or um, mindful within each moment, mindful minutes, um, just being able to enjoy time with my son without you know looking at my even if I'm not on my phone, just looking at my phone. It changes the game. So when you can slow your thoughts down, we can be present in each moment. It really helps highlight all the good things and identify areas of opportunity to remove negative things. Um, so it, it's a game changer as far as managing stress and, and keeping your mindset to where it needs to be. So those two go hand, hand in hand. And then, you know, we have things like we have them check their bowel movements. We have them track their training days. Is this a training day? Is it a rest day? Um, we'll find that oftentimes a lot of people don't even take a rest day. So then we have to have that conversation. Um, obviously, things like your menstrual cycle. So these are all things we go back to managing those fluctuations. But there are so many of these that are correlated together. So we talk about sleep and bowel movement, or I'm sorry, stress and bowel movement, sleep and stress. One affects the other or multiple within each of these. So we can typically identify a trigger, a red flag by tracking all these things and being able to fix a broad spectrum, get weight moving in the right direction, get biofeedback to be thriving across the board just by identifying, okay, sleep's been down all week or it's been down consistently for the past month. You know, we still need to work on this. Focus on sleep hygiene, stress management. That's a huge one, obviously, with most of us right now. Um, but it's just something where we can go down the line. We can see what is causing these things to, to kind of flare up, identify those one or two red flags, address those directly. So, again, going back to the title of this, nutrition is not as simple as calories in versus calories out. Your health is not as simple as calories in versus calories out. These are all the things that we're taking into account to get an idea on the bigger picture. And it sounds overwhelming. We organize it very well within our check-in, so it's a lot easier for us to kind of run through. But as you're kind of jotting this stuff down, you know, just listening to this podcast, it's like, holy crap, well, how do I, how do I focus on all these things at the same time? Start by just tracking it. Write this stuff down. You can go back in the podcast and just go through all the check-in topics we just talked about measuring um, and just keep a little note, little notepad or a little Excel sheet. Jump on with SD Evolution. You get to see those numbers as well. Um, and you can just see what is affecting you regularly. Address those things. Highlight them as areas of opportunity to improve. And take it one at a time. One at a time. So don't think you have to do everything this week and fix it all and become a new person by next week because that's not going to work either. So start with one thing. Just choose one thing that you know is lacking and then work on improving that. And once that becomes consistent, move down the line. Focus on the next thing. Um, you know, a lot of people tend to make nutrition and health very complicated and overwhelming, which it can be if you let or it oversimplified or oversimplified. So back to, again, the title of this podcast and what we're talking about here, you know, you can't 
look at the extremes as far as where your mindset is either. You have to approach it in a way that's sustainable for you. Hire a professional to get help with that. If you feel like you, you know, don't have enough education or confidence in yourself to lead yourself down that path um, and just really make it a very one at a time thing. Let me throw this at you. And I think I've talked about this in another podcast, but regardless, health, business, lifestyle, there are a thousand different ways to get to the same end result. So if you find someone online and you're like, oh, that's that seems extreme. Let me try that. That's not the approach you want to take. It's, hey, that seems sustainable. That applies to me directly. I can see myself in that situation. There are a thousand different ways to get to the same end result. Pick the one that you can manage, that you can maintain the best for the longer term. Don't look at this as I can do this for 90 days. I can do this for 30 days. Can I do this for the rest of my life? The answer is yes. That's your approach. If it's not, pick another one. If you say it is and you find that it isn't, you're not stuck with that. Don't jump from program to program, but modify that a little bit or find something that totally aligns better. But just don't jump for the fancy stuff. Look for what fits best into what you're working with directly right now. And it's you can have role models and you can have people you look up to and respect what they do and how they do it. But remember that if they're showing this kind of crazy, unrealistic thing for you, that's okay. That might work for them. This might be their full-time job. Oftentimes it is their full-time job if they're posting about it and this is what they do all day long. They don't have kids. They don't have work. They don't have all of life's things. Um, So, you know, it might work for them, but it doesn't mean it has to work for you. So take little nuggets from each person that you look up to to figure out what you can compile into your own little bucket of goodness to really just impact your life in a greater way and i'm gonna do a shameless plug here when you're looking for a coach don't look for the guy who's the most shredded or you know does the most extreme stuff no that's really cool i'd love to do that for the short term look for someone who you really align with someone who's going through similar things has gone through similar issues has recovered from similar types of of situations or trains directly if you're an athlete or, or anything along those lines with what you're wanting to do so those are just a couple of things you can focus on but when you're picking somebody, don't go by the aesthetics because you have no idea what their credentials are. You have no idea what they've actually done and what their experience level is. If they're aligning, you've been following along with their journey and they align with the things that you do and you want to do, then you jump on for a call. You find out some more information. If it's a good fit after all that, then you sign up and move forward. You know, Don't throw your life savings into something that you have no idea if it's going to be a good fit and you're already skeptical about it, about it to begin with. So that's what SD Evolution is really big on is understanding what you're going through adapting our programming around that it's not a one-size-fits-all type of deal we have questionnaires you fill out we build a program around those situations and our coaches are trained to to do that specifically so that's where we're at we want to meet you where you are we don't want you to just do things the way we do them we want to see what you're doing see how we can help you make it better and get you to where you want to be because it's going to take those small steps it's going to take you know it's going to take focus and determination and you can't skip all of those things but you have to have the right mindset and right intention and trust who you're working with absolutely so we're going to wrap it up here Again, if you want to follow along with our 1,500 different avenues we just opened up, Here to Evolve is the podcast. We're in Spotify. We're in Apple Podcasts. And on YouTube. On YouTube now. The channel is Here to Evolve if you want to see the video version of this with a really cool light in my green bean outfit. Um, (laughs) Alessandra Skutnik, Josh Skutnik on Instagram. 
here to evolve is also an instagram account nope, it's our evolving life nope, it's not here to evolve it's our evolving life <laughs> okay. i think i said that wrong in the beginning you did i was gonna correct you but um, i figured i would do it now <laughs> and then sd evolution is our health coaching business fit coach pro is our coach to coach business where you can actually create these portals we just ran you through that check-in process that's where we're at again if you enjoyed this please leave us a review we really appreciate that share us with a friend help us spread the word or even just drop in our dms let us know yeah. that you liked it and you know share it on your story it all helps so we appreciate when you guys do that no seriously. doubt shoot us some questions on instagram and we'll try to go through these we'll probably do a q a on, on a couple of these podcasts as well so for sure thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you guys next time bye